Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Annie Snyder. Every year, no matter who's in the White House, EPA faces a thorny political decision when it has to set biofuel blending requirements. It's the farming community on, and biofuel backers on one side, but on the side of the refiners are unions. And a lot of small refiners who are represented by unions, they're also quick to point out that Biden has repeatedly said he's a supporter of unions and he campaigned on that as well. So, you know, it is really a bind for the Biden administration on two really competing interests in that sense. On Thursday, the Biden EPA proposed a new rule giving oil refiners more time to meet renewable fuels blending requirements for 2020 and 2021. The agency cast it as a common sense move to tie compliance standards to the date that the standards are actually set, since the agency has a history of missing deadlines. But biofuel advocates are none too pleased. Today, my colleague Kelsey Tamburino on the Biden administration's latest move on renewable fuels and the tricky politics. It's Friday, November 19th. Kelsey, the Biden administration made a wonky, but I understand controversial, move on biofuels Thursday. Before we dive into that, can you just remind us what the renewable fuel standard is and why there's always such a big tug of war over it? Yeah, so the Renewable Fuel Standard Program was a program that was established under the Clean Air Act. And basically, it was created to expand the United States renewable fuel sector by requiring refiners to essentially blend increasing volumes of biofuels into their fuel mix or else purchase tradable credits called RINs. The program has long been kind of a political minefield for presidential administrations because it doesn't really fall under typical traditional party lines. It pits farmers and ethanol proponents against the oil industry. And the program itself has been watched closely by corn and oil backers recently. And and it's seen as kind of a major test for the Biden administration and what it's going to do with this program. Okay. So what exactly did the Biden EPA do on Thursday? Yeah. So essentially what EPA did was extend the compliance deadlines for these standards for 2020 and 2021, and then proposed essentially changing how those deadlines are set in the future. Basically, EPA uh, proposed to extend the reporting deadline for refiners for all parties, so importers of gasoline and diesel fuel, then extend the 2019 year for just small refiners. Essentially, prior to this, refiners had to comply by March 31st of the following year when the, the standard was set. And then EPA has previously extended this deadline. So this isn't the first time that they've done this. They extended the 2019 deadline before, and they've already extended the 2020 deadline. They're doing this again. But what's changing here is they're tying these new compliance dates not to a specific day, but they're making it so the deadline falls after the standards for the subsequent year are known. So essentially, the extensions basically will help ensure that each year's deadline falls once the subsequent year's compliance standards are already known. Okay, so at a high level, it sounds like they're giving refiners more time to reach that increased level of biofuels that's supposed to be blended in for previous years. And then they're saying, going forward, you will have a full year from the time that you know what the next year's volumes are going to be to actually achieve those volumes. Is that sort of a fair understanding? Yeah, so EPA is basically just changing it so that they're always tied to the subsequent year standard. But what's interesting here is essentially that 
they're trying to provide more certainty for parties involved, so refiners, when these standards are laid and basically are negating the need for future rulemaking to change the deadlines. Got it. So how is the Biden administration casting this move? I understand that this new rule comes as EPA is considering requests to soften the mandates since the pandemic crushed overall fuel demand, right? Yeah. So what's important to kind of realize here is that EPA hasn't yet finalized the 2021 or 2022 RFS standards. Essentially, they've delayed them. They've sent them to interagency review, but we haven't actually seen them publicly, the volumes for the blending requirements. What they did Thursday essentially is confronting that fact and saying that, you know, delaying these deadlines will make sure that parties, refiners are able to manage their compliance. And it acknowledges that there's uncertainty with RFS right now, and there's uncertainty of what EPA is going to do in its standards and its potentially with its small refinery exemption policy, which is a separate but related issue, but one that, you know, has a lot of question marks surrounding it right now. So it sounds like this is a kind of a procedural move that the agency has made here, as opposed to one where they're really siding with either biofuels producers or refiners. Is that fair? Yeah, it's definitely a procedural rule. I will just add that ethanol groups still disagree with this move. They say basically it's kicking the can down the road further and that refiners need to comply with these deadlines as they are set. And they disagree with the idea of giving refiners more time to comply. Got it. But in the upside down politics of the RFS, it sounds like Biden has in fact gotten some cheers from at least part of the oil industry for this move. The refiners kind of call this a common sense decision. I think both sides of this debate are still waiting to see what EPA is going to do on setting the volumes for 2021 and 2022, which have not publicly set yet. But yeah, they they are cheering this move. This is something they said, again, it's common sense and is what's needed considering with the pandemic and demand and the way things are set right now. Well, and do we have any indication on where the Biden administration is going to go on this much more controversial looming decision for the actual volume requirements going forward? Yeah, so volumes aren't publicly released, but there was a leaked document that emerged earlier this year that signaled that EPA was planning to reduce the mandates for 2020 and 2021 below the previously finalized levels. And this basically set off alarm bells for farmers and ethanol advocates. And I've already gotten a few statements to this effect that, you know, Thursday's action kind of signals that we could see bad news down the line, essentially for ethanol proponents, basically that it kind of underscores their fear that EPA is preparing the volumes as requested by the oil industry. I wonder, can you just like talk us through the political conundrum that the Biden administration is in here being sort of stuck between refiners and farmers slash biofuel advocates? I mean, it seems like it's a little bit different for the Biden administration, given its political constituencies, than it was for the Trump administration, right? Like this was a really thorny one for the Trump administration. Yeah. So the oil industry has been calling for EPA to soften the blending mandates for some time now. They particularly note that there's high compliance costs right now and that the current fuel demand has been dropped by the pandemic and they're still recovering from that. Where it gets, I think, more interesting is on the side of the farmers and ethanol groups who they're really quick to point out comments Biden made on the campaign trail that they saw as supportive to their side. The other part of this, that the political consideration I would just note is that this comes amid high gas prices that the Biden administration is kind of debating what to do there. Our colleague Ben reported earlier this week the White House's concerned over high prices. And one of the options reportedly the aides are considering is potentially softening 
biofuel blending rules for refiners, and that's something that the agriculture interests and the farm state lawmakers were really quick to pounce on and put out statements that panning the potential for the administration to do that. And, you know, if the Biden administration did go that route, that could backfire with farming communities and agriculture interests. Also, Thursday, the Biden administration moved to formally take a controversial Trump-era water rule off the books and replace it with long-standing rules determining which streams and wetlands receive Clean Water Act protection. The Trump administration's rule vastly restricted the number of waterways that got federal protection. One nonprofit analysis of federal data found that 91% of the waters evaluated under the 2020 rule were deemed outside the scope of federal regulation. But the Biden administration hasn't been using that rule since early September, after a federal court in Arizona overturned it. Formally repealing the Trump-era rule is the first step in the Biden administration's plan for dealing with the legal uncertainty. It's currently holding outreach sessions around the country and plans to craft its own rule that will put more waterways under federal protection. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Carlos Prieto and Nirmal Malaykal are our producers. Raghu Manavalan is our senior editor of audio. Our senior producer is Jenny Ament. Irene Noguchi is Politico Audio's executive producer. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Annie Snyder, and we'll see you on Monday. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com lowercarbon.